everybody and welcome back to our PaceCast. I'm not sure if it's too late to wish everybody a Happy New Year, but I'm going to say it anyway. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> so it's a new year and we're ready and raring to go with a slightly new and hopefully improved format because we're now a year old. Can you believe we've done 12 episodes of our PaceCast? So this year, we're going to introduce you to a few more of the team and there'll be more of that later. But in the meantime, as always, I'm joined by the lovely Kaz and Joe. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Although, by the time this goes out, it's probably nearer February than it is. <laughs> but welcome back. Yes. How was Christmas for you? It's lovely. Relaxing, long. Everything you feel Christmas very long. should be. Long break, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. I think it's because it was two weekends. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it's something to do with like just. Um, we just relaxed, just switched off and sort of took Christmas the way we wanted to take it. It was mm-hmm. very lovely and much needed and I do feel quite refreshed and revitalised for yeah, January, which is mm-hmm. quite nice. Yes, no, same, good. Um, I had Covid just before Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Say the C word already. C word. Oh my God, jokes. <laughs> but I was set free on Christmas Eve, so that was good. Although other family members then proceeded to catch it. So oh, no, did they? it wasn't perfect, but um, but certainly better than last year. Because yeah. that was not that was great. When we couldn't, couldn't see stay over oh, at any Yes, yeah. Did you see each other at Christmas then? You got Christmas I'd, together? Some family members I did, but I didn't you see. You didn't see your brother, you said? Yeah, I didn't, my brother got COVID, and then I wasn't allowed in to see my grandma. Oh. And it was a whole, whole thing. But Why anyway, were you allowed in to see grandma? To do with when you got your negative piece, oh, positive right, PCR okay. test. You had to be so yeah. far clear. Oh, yeah, which was a shame. But never mind. How was your Christmas, Anita? We like cuddies, really. Um, very relaxed, chilled. Um, it felt like a long time off, but that was welcome. Um, I, what I quite liked was there was no pressure. There was the, there wasn't a pressure to go and see people or do anything because everybody was doing the same thing, which was not much. Yeah. So that was quite nice. Um, I did get a bit. Having said, I was just going to switch off completely and do nothing. After a few days, I was like chomping at the bit, thinking, "Oh God, what am I going to do?" <laughs> so we decided to um, update, redecorate Mia's bedroom. Mm-hmm. So Mia's our eldest, because she's not a little girl anymore, she's 12, so we've kind of given her a tweeny bedroom. <laughs> but that a tweeny? Like the tweeners? No, the tween. Oh, between, I was going to say tweeners is a teenager <laughs> no, bedroom. No, right. no, sorry, no, between a girl and a teenager. Ah, uh, tweeny. Probably that's not uh, the right expression that I use. I like it. No, I like it. But that only took a couple of days, so, yeah. But anyway, no, I'm not complaining, it's very nice, very nice, but good to be back. Yes, yeah. and I benefited from that um, makeover as well, because I'm going to get your daughter's you drawers. <laughs> Little girl furniture. Really cute, but I have no how, nowhere to put them, so Anita's husband is very kindly storing them for me. I was like, I haven't even got a new house yet, but okay, well, <laughs> you I'll might be get. Positive. I'll be haunted. You'll get a new house. <laughs> yes. have some I will. Ready. But feel free, Adam, at some point, if you decide you're sick of seeing them in your garage, I fully appreciate that you may want to throw them in the tip at some point. It was likely, though, because he hates storing anything in the garage. He's always wanted to go to the tip, and when I said about you, we need to hold on to it because you haven't got the house yet. He said, well, if it's for Kaz. Oh, madam. Going to a good home. Okay, so, sorry. I was going to say, man is also chomping at the bit to wear um, Mia's sparkly boots that you gave us. 
um, last year. Oh, Pippa's sparkly yeah. boots um, that still well, don't fit her. They're a size 13 and she's like a size 11. So I reckon next winter, but she did wear them for two days and she kept falling over. <laughs> I was like, they don't fit you, Marnie. She's like, no, but I love them. <laughs> Put a few pairs of socks on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, nice to have you back, girls. So now fully into January, a month of new beginnings and exciting new opportunities. So we thought about what could we talk about today, and in the context of a new start, there might be people wondering about what they want to do from a career point of view. So we thought we'd have a chat about getting into the design and PR and comms industry. So we're going to share our own journeys, maybe share a bit of advice for those looking to start their careers. Suggestions for those looking to maybe change their career, if they've reflected over the festive period or indeed during lockdown about what they want to do. Or we um, might actually share some mistakes we've made along the way, so you can learn from us. <laughs> so who's going to go first? <laughs> Kaz, okay, okay. So I never really wanted to be in marketing. I wanted to be something to do with my hands. Like I always loved being in the shed with my dad as a kid and doing woodwork or... Um, anything I wanted to be a plasterer or a fire fire lady or anything going to uni because my mum was like come on like it's life experience going to uni you should go and then do what you want when you get out of it and loved it fell into marketing ended up doing it for quite a few years um for a, a sort of good sized company learned a lot there made a lot of mistakes and made a lot of um progress and just really thrived there and was like this is definitely what I want to do but then decided that actually I really like doing design and I've never really been exposed to design before um and uh, the design team that I worked with there said you've got a bit of a flair for this you should do it so I ended up Leaving that job for personal reasons, I wanted to go to America to be with my now husband, then boyfriend. So while I was living away, I went into design. So I had a bit of a change of career, sort of halfway through. And it was a bit of a risk because I thought, oh God, you know, I had to spend a lot of money to go back into training again. But it was the good timing and it was something that I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. It's something that I love and why not just go for it? It's a good time to try it. Did it, loved it and then didn't love it again and decided actually what I was doing before I preferred because I missed human interaction um, that you get with marketing, speaking to clients. But I don't regret having that change because it strengthened the position that I'm in now because I have a sort of broader understanding. So when I'm like speaking to clients, I understand exactly what's involved with in, in creating the work, timeframes and technical what's involved. So sometimes career changes, it can be quite scary and I don't think that it's necessarily you should be put off by it. I just think you should make sure that you enjoy what you do because you do it a lot. Mm. Spend mo a lot of time at work and you have to enjoy it, who you're with, what you're doing, who you're working for. And then if it's like that, I know it's such a cliche, but what's, is it they say that if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life? Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. so true, mm -hmm. so true. So I just think being all over the place, but it's always been heading towards one specific direction. And I didn't really realise that until... You get down the path and you go, oh yeah, this is working out. But you thought you, you clearly are drawn to creative type work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not sort of an analyst or, um, yeah, but I like physical. Like That's why I always liked the idea of being a, something to do with trades because I like sort of being quite tangible and having things to like, you know, um, look at and feel. And that's why tactile. I like print mm -hmm. and yeah, tactile stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and I think like to a certain extent, the marketing industry is 
quite a tactile, like the people are usually quite tactile, like quite lovey-dovey and sort of, you know, like, yeah, you know, like friendship and um, it's like a really warm industry, I think, to work in. Yeah, there's a lot of relationships are a big part. Yeah, definitely. I did work experience when I was 14 and I did a week at the local newspaper and I did a week in the PR department of a college and realised that I really liked PR. <laughs> Sorry, journalists. Um, it was too difficult <laughs> and too stressful. And so when I, when I was 14, I was like, yeah, this is me, sorted, good to go. So everything I did from that age what? onwards was all to get into PR, to do PR. I knew I wanted to do it. That was that was me set really. No, never. That's unusual. I know. I, everyone says that is quite quite strange. So when I was picking, you know, my GCSEs, when I was picking my A levels, when I was picking oh, what I was so doing good. uni, I interned yeah. all through uni at PR agencies because I knew that was what I wanted to do, and it's just carried on. And I've just, I think I've just been lucky that. I found it so early on and I loved it. Was that work experience fluke that you did that or did you specialise something to do with media? I always knew I liked writing. So at first I thought, oh, well, journalism seems the obvious obvious route. So I'll do a week there. And then um, my mum kind of worked in marketing. So she said, oh, why don't you try the PR? department? You might might like it there. And yeah, and then I did and it all just sort of fell into place. My mum also said when I finished uni, well, you're not coming home, so you're going to have to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> so I started my job, I think, a week before I graduated, because <laughs> I was allowed to come home uh, at a PR agency, and um, yeah, everything just carried on from so there. So this is why you're so good at it. Yeah, you've been doing it for so long. I know, I've literally been since I was a teenager. Um, so yeah, so it's that's all... really good because that's like I think if you know what you want, one of the hardest things I think is not knowing what you want mm. to do. And like you know, kids or like friends of mine or whoever, and they're still a bit like, oh, I don't really know if I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Is am I in the am I doing the right thing? Am I is this is this what I want? And you, it's a real blessing if you know what you want to do and you're enjoying it. I think. And that's the thing. I think you have looking. to try lots of different things when you're young. Yeah. So you can find that out. I think yeah. it is just luck that I I found what I liked yeah. early on, and I just kept going with that. I mean, maybe I like other things I've never tried, so I don't know. But I, I just always been a joke. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, <basically. laughs> don't panicking. <laughs> no, I definitely know I'm in the I right. Right, but I'm an open mind though. Mm. Yeah. Well, we've seen that here. We've seen people come. Um, and tried it out and for whatever reason it's not for them yeah I mean I've I've honestly done so many jobs so before that I had a year out um so my mum was like just have a year off like you've done your A-levels just have a year off and decide so I went traveling and then I worked to save the money to travel I worked for a recruitment company and they gave me so many jobs like I was a receptionist at BMW I worked at a meat factory for a bit I worked at the guild hall for a bit in um finance or whatever that department was it was really basic stuff like and answering yeah. phones yeah. and that sort of really basic stuff but it get, I just worked at about 20 to 30 different businesses wow. a few weeks here and there a month here like a few days somewhere else but it gave me a real insight into so many different mm-hmm. companies and it made me kind of realize that I do quite like an office I quite like the banter and like the personal sort of side of being in an office mm-hmm. and that's what I was like at the end I decided I'm going to go to uni I'm going to do marketing and I did I did consumer marketing so I quite like the psychology side so it was I think all, having that, let's try a few things, he- mm. it helps you narrow down what you want to do, yeah, what you don't want to do. Yeah, more about what you don't yeah. want to do. Yeah. 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 What about you, Anita? Um, the opposite of you, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Although I, I, I knew I wanted to go into business, 
So I wanted to be in an office. So mm. I didn't have that whole dilemma of did I want to go and do anything more practical. I was shit at anything practical at school. I was very good at anything academic, but anything, all the practical lessons you had, like I, we did needlework and yeah. cookery and all that. So I was rubbish at all that. But the theory, I was really good at. Anyway, getting back to the point. So yeah, I wanted to go into business, and it was only when I was doing um, my business degree that I kept stumbled across marketing. I thought, oh, I like this. This is interesting, and that's really what determined where I went from that. So that was so. So it was at uni doing business that you saw marketing yeah. and decided to from yeah. that. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so always in a business environment. And business I think work. as well, I always wanted to run a business. And I think when I look back now, there were times when I imagined having my own business one day. Wow, a bit really? Yeah, yeah like in my teens, having my no own business. No way. And it was a creative business because I can see now myself sat in my bedroom and imagining my, my office and <laughs> my, what my desk would be like. And there was a lot of, there's a magazine called Creative Review. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still around, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how I got a copy of it, and I had that on my desk. So God only knows. Wow! Have yeah, so you still got it? The, the actual yeah. Oh, no, no, but so yeah, weird. I think yeah. there's a real personality thing because I am the opposite, and I've never desired to have my own business. And the idea of it, like, scared. I'd be really scared of doing my own thing and and yeah. having that. But I think some people are like, this is like they want that and they thrive and they drive themselves to having their own business one day, mm-hmm. and. So there's the yous and then there's the me's where I go, I just want somebody else to tell me what I need to change. <laughs> no, yeah. But I'm like hats off to people who do it. Yeah, so there was no plan, no grand plan like you, Joe. I'm very impressed. But I would say to anyone listening to this who doesn't know, don't panic. Yeah, um, try a few things. Try a few things, keep an open mind. What about mistakes then? What mistakes have we had along the way? That we want to share publicly. <laughs> um, I think the people that I've worked with have taught me my sort of mistakes and things that I've learned the most. I remember the first ever photo shoot when I worked at Mamas and Papas, and I used to do like a sort of a couple of months solid of photo photography for all the products and everything for the season. Um, and it was my first time I'd ever been on a set, and I was like, oh, I'm really getting really excited. And a few days into it, I started to get to know the photographer and get a bit of banter with him, and I was getting a bit cocky and like, oh, it's quite good this um and they had the color armor like laid out with all the all the products on it and then obviously the big lights and all the the photographers all the set was all there and um i remember like juggling <laughs> trying to juggle why was i doing this i don't know but i was like in my early 20s and i was trying to juggle adapters for car seats and that and one fell through one i dropped one and it fell through the color armor oh. and made a ba- massive oh. um like rip in the color armor oh, <laughs> And I was literally like, <gasps> and the photographer who was lovely, it was called Ed, and um, he was like, he, he made a big deal of it, but he was joking and he was like, Kaz, all I need to do is like pull the reel down, it's fine. <laughs> and then literally within about 10 minutes later, I um, tripped over the light and the light <laughs> fell over and the bulb smashed. <gasps> and I was like, and then he was like, seriously, like, calm down. <laughs> attention and then as as he was like telling me to calm down um I, st- I stood it sounds like a comedy sketch but I stood on the you know we plug quite a lot of plugs into uh, adapter thing yeah. I stood on it and I t- and my foot turned the switch off and all the computer equipment all turned off <laughs> oh so what's the, the lesson we're going to have on this I don't- 
The lesson was to not get cocky. <laughs> don't juggle a dap. Pay attention and to just sort of, um, yeah, I don't know. The lesson was that from that point on, I was like, right, this is work. Like, this isn't a playground. I was like a few months into the job. I was getting a bit like excited about it all. And I had to like, right, you know, pay attention. Like, this is like, you have to have a different attitude when you're at work to when you're out at work. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad, the marketing director once sent me a message because I'd used like a shortened um like coz for cause or whatever it was it wasn't that i know (laughs) oh my god something like that i used like a shortened word in an email and she like really lovely claire harper she taught me so much she really took me under her wing and and was lovely to me but she was like caroline don't use like shortened i was i was literally fresh out of uni i'd got the job before i finished as well before i'd actually got my first degree can i just say and like little things where you make a mistake and you go right come on pull your socks up and crack on i'll follow on from that actually because um i was thinking about what mistakes i made and being cocky i think um reminds me of what i was like so i was really ambitious picking up on the point that i wanted to go into business and eventually perhaps have my own i've always been really ambitious but I look back now to what I was like when I, in my twenties, and I, I cringe because I thought I knew everything. I really did, and I, I went. <laughs> I must have been walking. People must have thought, "Who does she think she is?" Um, when in fact, really, you know very little in your twenties. But you think you've left uni, and you're now an adult officially. Um, and what I didn't realise at the time is that people were trying to give me helpful or constructive advice, and I was seeing it as criticism and thought I knew better. And clearly, I didn't. So my advice would be to people, at any age really, every day is a school day, so if someone's trying to give you some advice, then receive it in the way it's intended, yeah. rather than seeing it as um, criticism. Yeah. Just yeah, have that open mind really, because yeah. I think with maturity you become much more self-aware about how you are coming across. Yeah, well. yeah. I think there's something quite endearing as well in business about sort of being vulnerable and sort of going, oh, I don't know that. Can yeah. Can you explain that to me? And, and and when you're younger, you kind of think, well, I don't want to show weakness and I don't mm-hmm. want to show that I don't understand that. And I remember being in meetings and there was this lady called um, Jill Kingston Warren. She was in PR and she used to use such huge words mm. and I didn't know what she was talking about. I swear she did it just to kind of. But you didn't dare ask. To start with, I was a bit, like, in my first few meetings and, I, like, the first few months, I thought, I'm not going to ask what they're talking about because maybe it's just because I don't know the business and I'm not sure if this is, like, a product or what is that word. And then as, like, the time went on, I thought, I'm sure other people... And I was like, do you know what what's she talking about? Half the time I can't understand. And other people didn't understand either. And then there was a game that they played where one of the directors um, basically fancied Jill. And um, just, yes, Jill, yes, Jill. Um, she was very tall, very attractive, um, lovely figure. And um, he just loved her. And so they challenged Jill that in a director's meeting, they would use she would use a word that wasn't actually a word oh, and see if good. he nodded along <laughs> so, she, so she was in on the yeah, game yeah she was in on it oh, and brilliant. so she did it and she was like yeah yeah it's really like pompa blah 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 like used a word and he was like yeah you're right oh, no. yeah. so then from that point on I was like this is a thing like she does use yeah. difficult words so then I'd be, at the end I'd be like Jill I'm really sorry what does that word mean? And then I just started asking and then other people would sort of be like, oh my God, like, thank God you asked that because I didn't understand yeah. either. You just think, you know what? It's okay. It's new words, isn't it? Yes. I mean, you can ask. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good example actually. Jo? Almost going against what I've said about... <laughs> the plan. About having a plan. <laughs> I, I do wish I'd done more experience while I was studying. I think, uh, I remember thinking at uni, 
I don't know what it's like now, but when I was there, I was only at uni about two days a week. <coughs> Waste of money. But I was only at uni about two days a week. And I was interning in my final year, I was interning two days a week, and then I worked at a restaurant as well. But really, I think back now, I think, gosh, you had so much free time. I could have used it in a much more productive way. So I think a mistake I made was not utilising my free time as productively as I could have done I, I definitely had more time to do other things not necessarily like well, PR career mm-hmm. stuff but even just working uh, working as a waitress um I worked at an Indian restaurant for two years at uni I absolutely loved it and I learned so much about different cultures about different people you learn so many skills mm-hmm. just being around other people that are not in your circle I, mm-hmm. I you know I wouldn't and you know you make friends out of it but you also learn a lot about as I say, other cultures yeah, and other people yeah. and, and other ways of doing things and other, you know, I, I kind of picked up a, a, a stereotype, which is kind of true on the most part, is that the family that I worked for were often late for everything. You know, I'd they'd say, oh, we've got a catering job at six. So I'd turn up at, you know, 10 to six and they'd turn up at about half six. <laughs> and I'd say, where have you been? And they're like, well, we said turn up at six. Look, we, everyone knows that, but everyone did know that. It was kind of a common understanding right, yeah. in, the, in that community. And, if, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that's an interesting concept. And then you can follow that through other areas of, of, yeah, of your life yeah. if, you, if you know that. And then it's, oh, yeah. okay, that's not weird. That's, that's normal, okay. <laughs> it's interesting that's stuff. You just, yeah, it's just interesting stuff you pick up along yeah, the way. Yeah. Think, oh, okay, didn't never know that, but I'll use that in future. You mm. never know when stuff might, might come in yeah. handy. So. Yeah, the small learnings in like in something that isn't necessarily a job that you think is a career job, but you're mm. learning something that you don't know you're learning at the time, and it comes in yeah. later. Yeah, so I definitely recommend trying different things that you might not think yeah. are going to be and helpful. Don't be a snob but, about yeah. it. Like um, when I got I got made redundant for the company when I was pregnant, so I ended up working at a bar um, again, the Triton actually, which I know I need to enjoy the drink at the Triton. <laughs> um, and I was pregnant. I was like six months pregnant. I thought there's no point in me getting a job because nobody's going to employ you know a heavily pregnant woman. So I went back to work and. A load of my friends were like, you're going back to work in a bar, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And they'd be a bit like, oh, but I thought, don't be a snob about it. Like, you know, there's no shame in doing whatever you need to do to get to, to either make money or to, well, there is, hang on, I should rephrase that. There are certain things you shouldn't do to make money. <laughs> <laughs> don't rob people. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like working in a restaurant, people might go, I'm not working in a restaurant. I'm better than that. But, you know, you learn mm-hmm. things in whatever you're doing. I think you're enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're fulfilled and happy and proud of the work that you're doing, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're doing. And you're such a social animal. I can imagine you being behind the bar, which is like you having a, being constantly on night out. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And because I was pregnant, I didn't have to do any of the heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the care girl. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't do that bit. <laughs> what a shame. <laughs> I'll still be on top What about people who might be thinking about a change of career or returning to work after a bit of a career break, if they've maybe had children or just had some time out? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's important to have time out when you have children because um, the lady that I was talking about earlier, Mamas and Papas, she went back after a few, maybe, it definitely let no more than two months. She had a really short amount of time off. And then she had a second baby and took a little bit longer off. And then she ended up leaving the company to start up her own business because she felt like she'd missed out on time with the children. And at the time, she was very career-driven and wanted to do that. But then in hindsight, she regretted it later but I think if you want to have a change of career, like just go for it. Don't be afraid. And you know, if it's something, if you're having a change of career because it's something that you think you'll enjoy more. I think more thing. and more people are doing that as a result of COVID, aren't they? They're 
had time to reflect on their life yeah. choices. And, and then they're an opportunity to not just do open their own businesses, but maybe just go on a completely different mm. career path if indeed they want to work. Mm. I know a lot of people have to work, we all do, but just thinking about it differently. Yeah, mm. which is a new good thing, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, this beautifully segues us into our new segment, I suppose. Okay, so new for 2022 is our top tips segment. So during this feature, you'll be hearing from guests, paces people, experts in their fields um, on a subject that will help you. So this month, we're joined by Pace's very own Alex Fuller, who works in the client services team, and we'll be discussing all things Pinterest trends. So welcome to the Pacecast, Alex. Hello. (laughs) So can you tell us a bit about Pinterest trends, what you found, and how you're using it for your clients? Of course. So every year Pinterest release a bit of a report which is called Pinterest Predicts. It's a report of the future, not sort of reporting on the findings. So Pinterest use global search data to predict what's coming up as hot topics for the year. Um, So Pinterest described themselves as a window into the future from the platform where people go to plan it, as in plan the future. Um, So the sort of various categories within here, um, including like home, well-being, fashion, you know, your usual sort of things. But then there's also some interesting ones, celebrations, for instance, or um, the auto sector or finance sector. And within each of these sectors, there's, I suppose, subsectors which they have been creatively named. So, for instance, there's something called calming classrooms that's within the parenting section or hotter wheels in the auto section. So what they've pulled together is basically the data of each section and how the searches have gone up. So again, for instance, in the hotter wheels section, the searches for car decorating ideas have gone up 120% in the last year. Therefore, therefore they feel that going forward, that's going to be something that's important to pinners. Mm-hmm. or Pinterest users to mm-hmm. everyone else. So yeah, so I think this data is quite important and we are going to look at using some of this data for our clients um, to look at the trends and see how we can use these trends going forward within our campaigns. So not only for the campaigns themselves, but potentially like styling around the campaigns. So some of the home styling predictions, we would say like style of a photo shoot, for instance, or video shoot, we'd maybe use like some of the fashion predictions within that for any models that we might use. So it's not just taking them on their own, it's sort of thinking about them as a whole essentially for each campaign for our clients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so understanding it in the wider context rather than this is a trend, how can we shoehorn something into that? Exactly. Think yeah. about it in context. And each of them can relate to clients differently. Like we do have a broad range of clients here at Pace and each of them are extremely different. There's, I don't think there's any two that sort of are even similar in any way really. Um, so for instance, there's a trend called limitless looks. So bringing luxury into the least expected corners of your home. Mm-hmm. So they have predicted that there's been... 11 times the amount of searches for luxury laundry laundry room ideas which I don't know why anyone would need a luxury <laughs> laundry room however that is something that people are searching for and pinning their ideas on so these forgotten spaces 
are becoming like a, having a luxurious makeover, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting. And that's particularly you know useful for us. You know, we work with a cleaning company, so that will fit in with that. Definitely. We work with a you know a developer house builder that fits in with that. We work with yes. a high end luxury uh, lodge manufacturer, so it fits in with that. So yeah, you're so right. You know, just because um, the uh, trend may appear niche. There's different avenues you can take. Yeah, definitely. Um, Something which I thought was quite interesting was within a finance sector. So, I mean, personally for me, it's not something that's interesting, but I do feel like millennials are um, driving searches behind like investment tips and financial education and investment for beginners, Mm -hmm. which I think they've seen like a big rise in. And we've got um, a client within this sector and sort of knowing this information and data is quite interesting to us because we can definitely use this sort of thing and sort of not we would not be passive in sort of just like ignoring that sector of people so we wouldn't necessarily always associate a millennial as being interested in expenses and you know investment but however this data is showing us that they actually are mm-hmm. yeah so where can people find this information? It was released at the end of last year, wasn't it? Yeah, so the um, release, as I say, this report, um, it is on the, if you sort of search Pinterest predicts, mm-hmm. you can find a lot of information behind it. You can download the report. You can sort of have a look through each of the, the topics and find out more and see how it can relate to you and your clients. Perfect. Thank you very much, Alex. You're welcome. We've introduced a new segment for 2022 where we've been collecting some questions from listeners via social media. So over to you. Here's our first question, which is, I don't have a marketing degree, so would a job in this industry be relevant for me? Now, I asked our junior PR exec, Charlotte, about this because she did an English degree, so it hasn't strictly got a marketing background in that she's just graduated and she doesn't didn't really know anything about marketing so she said that when she was at school and uni she hadn't heard of PR and didn't know it was an option but she had a chat with a careers advisor and had a look at a website called prospects.ac.uk so she learned a bit more via via these outlets and she went through all the different industries but she did feel intimidated by marketing because she didn't think she'd be able to get in because she didn't think she had the right qualifications So her advice for anyone in a similar situation is don't limit yourself. Just because you don't have a strictly relevant degree doesn't mean that you don't have relevant and transferable skills to bring to the role. You learn as you go. So don't don't be worried when she said when she first started here, everyone was really reassuring and told me that the skills will come um, and they, they, they have and are still continuing to do so. And don't put pressure on yourself to know it all. And just remember that everyone has been where you are at the start as well. Mm, that's good advice from Charlotte, definitely. Is there anything I would, that you I would just say as well, because obviously we get a lot of CVs and we do a lot of recruitment, that I totally agree with what Charlotte said there. And we always look for attitude. So attitude trumps skills every time. So if someone's got the right attitude, then that will get them certainly a foot in the door. And they can learn skills. You can't change necessarily change your attitude, but you can learn new skills. And picking up on the degree, I don't think the, what your degree in, is in is relevant at all because I think you don't even need to have a degree these days. It's more about what you bring to the table in terms of your attitude and your positivity and your energy. And yeah, clearly what you've studied, if you've gone down a studying route, can help shape that. But it's more about your 
work ethic and your how you're going to fit into the team as well, chemistry. Mm-hmm. Great. Our second question is, I'm coming back to work after maternity leave and lacking confidence. Have you got any advice? So I haven't come back to work after maternity <laughs> leave. So I asked Amy, one of our client managers, who has just returned from mat leave this year. And her response is, I also lack confidence coming back to work. But she has some advice for people who are coming back to work. She says, keeping in touch days really helped as I felt comfortable returning to the office and knew who I was going to be working with. She said, you know, having the supportive colleagues around who are who are there to help you, that's been a, a really big help. Reminding myself that I'll pick things back up over time. Not being afraid to ask questions. And she also says that the Neon Stress Relief Hand Cream is also very good. <laughs> If you're feeling nervous, <laughs> she's good. Stress relief hand cream. Yes, apparently. I never knew there was such a thing. Well, there you marketing go. <laughs> and Amy's the person who's to buy it. She will buy whatever. I going. think she said she was doused in it, didn't she? Yes, she did. <laughs> doused. So, Kaz, have you got anything? To yeah, I agree. About? I agreed with everything that Amy said. I heard her answer your question earlier, and think, yeah, it can be quite intimidating returning back to work. But I just, and it's, you feel a bit like it the first day at school. But you know, you walk through the door and you know, make a cup of tea and sit down, and you sort of back at it really quickly. And it's more the apprehension of returning than the actual physical doing the job. And you, you know, you you remember really quickly. Just um, don't worry about it. The best advice I've got when I came back to work after having the girls was be present wherever you are so if you're yeah. at work be at work yeah and try not to think about the kids and it's hard but don't and then if you're at home be at home be the mum or mm. wife or whatever role it is you play. yeah and that way you've been the best version of yeah yourself that's good advice yeah. yeah and don't beat yourself up because yeah there will be an element of oh god i should be at home with whoever the kids but no one else is judging you you're just judging yeah. yourself especially and, you're putting on yourself yeah one of my friends struggles a bit with feeling like mum guilt that the work a lot because she works five days a week and she feels a bit of mum guilt but then she was saying and I said I felt the same bit for a, a period of time and she said yeah but on the other side of it we're teaching our kids like good work I think they're seeing us working hard and you know they're learning that you have to go to work and you have to work hard and that's important so from the flip side of it you know you're teaching your kids you're, good you're all model. Yeah, all yeah, model yeah 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 which yeah. is all we can be at the end of the day yeah it? definitely Well, thank you to everyone who submitted a question. And if you'd like to send in your own, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. And we'll be putting up a post ahead of next month's episode so you know what sort of theme to ask your questions on. Yeah, good new segment, I think. So to finish our first episode of 2022, we're going to pause with pace and share our favourite industry podcasts, newsletters, magazines, or perhaps Twitter accounts to follow for anyone who wants to learn a bit more about what we do. So Anita, do you have a favourite outlet? Um, I don't necessarily have a favourite outlet, but I do have some experts who I always either tune into or find their musings online because I do like to read what they're saying. There's three that are my go-to. So Dave Trott, um, I actually know him because he worked, used to work at an agency, Walsh, Walsh Trott Chick Smith. Gosh, that's a mouthful. And, uh, that I worked with in a previous life. Um, so he's an ex-agency, creative director, copywriter. He's, he's been around the block a bit, so, but he's got a lot of wisdom. He writes for Campaign regularly, and I really like his insights on stuff. So Dave Trott. Mark Ritson is one a lot of marketeers will be f- very familiar with. He's an ex-professor a brand consultant, he 
writes regularly for Marketing Week, and I always like what he has to say. He's an Aussie, which I think brings a different perspective to things sometimes, but um, I think he's uh, got wise words most of the time, so I like reading his stuff. And all these guys are on socials, so you can pick up their stuff there. And then my final one is, I tend to listen to him more on a podcast, is Scott Galloway, who's a US professor. He's a brand consultant, but... He has, um, he's very, I find him very entertaining, he's very knowledgeable, um, and he makes me laugh a lot as well, so I always tune into his podcast, so they would be my three recommendations. Mm -hmm. Mine's quite straightforward, but when I first got Twitter, I just followed every big agency I could find, and now I follow, there must be thousands at this point, but I find that really helpful with getting ideas seeing what other people are up to um learning from their mistakes because sometimes they'll share you know lessons learned so if you don't want to you know actively follow you can make a twitter list but i would recommend you know finding a couple of big global agencies and seeing how they do things on on twitter once you follow one or two you'll start getting recommended them so the, the algorithms will recognize that that's what you're interested in and i just find that really helpful just literally just looking on twitter mm -hmm. and then when you start identifying oh that person's interesting or oh, that that client work i could do something similar with that and on a you know a bigger scale or a smaller scale and that's where i get a lot of ideas so yeah i would just uh, use twitter is my recommendation i do i probably follow more like design stuff mm -hmm. um but um i did i, I follow things like behance and you know looking at people's like profiles from a creative point of view and seeing what creative work's going out there is my favorite and looking at things like what you just mentioned Anita about campaign and things like that but also um so in a morning meeting we all look as a team don't we at like the media and what's happening what's out there I think that's a really good way just to be aware of um, what's happening in the current current climate and like topical news I think is always really helpful um and also I asked Alex who is a um, absolute guru of uh, podcasts um she said um she recommended these to me a while ago um the kindness economy and the diary of a ceo which are um interesting they um cover quite a lot of different um other entrepreneurs and what people have where they've come from and where they're going and what their plans are and you, you pick up quite a few on that and it's quite fun it's not too intense kind of mm. businessy to listen to out of work mm. um so yeah quite a big mix there i think we've got yeah brilliant Okay, well, thanks, Lady. I cannot believe that we were already at the end of our very first episode. That's flown by. Uh, thank you to Alex, who's joined us for um, this first episode this year. And thank you to you guys for listening. Thank you to those people who've contacted us. And as Joe said earlier, we really love to hear from you. So please do get in touch if you've got any questions or any subject matters you'd like us to cover. Uh, we look forward to talking to you again next month when we're going to talk about the brands we love as we mm. celebrate Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Joe. Thanks, Kaz. We'll see you next month. Bye. Bye.